With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Wednesday. It's hour one. Come on in. Stay a while. We'll check in with the Vikings head coach, former Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, friend of the show. Brady Quinn got win that... Will Farrell wants to join us in Ireland next year at this time, Navy against Notre Dame. And Brady goes, oh, is this the same Will Farrell who used to heckle me on the sidelines when USC played Notre Dame? And we responded by saying, yes, that very same Will Farrell. So Brady Quinn would like to join us a little bit later on. Phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, and the radio affiliates around the country. NFL, big cut-down day yesterday. Some names. This is if you're a college football fan, and you kind of run down the list, you're going, oh, I know that guy, Kellen Mond, Josh Rosen, O.J. Howard, Taco Charlton. Uh, So there's a few of them, a few of those names in there. And when it comes to the NFL draft, everybody likes to think that they're an expert every year. Oh, you know, I'm hearing, you know, that guy is going to be a star, right? Remember Josh Rosen, 2018, UCLA quarterback, looked like he was the pro-ready prospect. He was replaced after just one year in Arizona with Kyler Murray. He was cut by the Cleveland Browns yesterday. Last year, the Raiders selected Alabama tackle Alex Leatherwood. All right, a tackle. Alabama, can't miss. He was drafted at 17 in the first round. There were people at the time who said, ooh, that's a reach. Still a highly rated prospect. He was cut yesterday. Making that transition from college to the pros has never been easy. 
And it's tough to really handicap that where you go, he can't miss. Or how did that guy make it? How did that guy become a star? And the NFL is littered with those stories. But the reality is nobody has any idea how these players' careers will shape. And uh, yesterday, cut-down day, a perfect reminder of exactly what we don't know. And I mentioned some of these players. Kellen Mond was drafted 66th overall last year. One spot higher than Davis Mills. And at the time, if you go back, ooh, handwriting's on the wall for Kirk Cousins. Kellen Mond, you know, he's got first-round talent. I went, okay. Alex Leatherwood, that was John Gruden, Mike Mayock. Josh Rosen was 10th overall by the Cardinals in 2018. Now, in fairness to Rosen, and and I thought that he was pro-ready too, but he played for an Arizona team that had a horrible offensive line, and he didn't play well. And then all of a sudden, you got Cliff Kingsbury, you got the number one pick, and he's going to take his guy in Kyler Murray. And I thought, okay, Rosen, maybe you'll have a chance to latch on to somebody else. But you can go back through the draft, through history here. I mean, Matt Leiner, quarterback, one of the greatest teams of all time. He washed out. That was another one of those, oh, he can last 10 years. He could be one of those guys that plays for 10 years, whether he starts or he's a backup. O.J. Howard, if you said, all right, let me, let, let me kind of chisel out a tight end. You know, here's an Alabama tight end. 19th overall pick, 2017 by Tampa Bay. Gone. Laquan Treadwell, selected 23rd overall. Vikings, 2016. Gonzo. So you have Jared Davis. Back in 2016, Lions took him 21st overall. Gone. You could go down the list and you go, because if you follow college football, you're aware of these names. And then the Dolphins kept a quarterback yesterday. And if you love college football, and if you watch random college football teams, then you know who we have. Does anybody know who the Dolphins kept at quarterback? I'll, I'll, Paulie? I, I didn't see their final roster. Well, I'm just saying. One, a one double A? No. Oh, I need a hint. Um, hmm. Give me a hint. Did they bring back Pat White from West Virginia? I loved him. No, I love Pat White, too. Yeah, a bunch Steve. of Mountaineers cut yesterday, though. Will Greer. Will Greer, yeah. Tavon Austin. Ooh. I thought Tavon Austin was going to be a guy who gets 100 catches every year. Why would, <laughs> Why didn't he end up being Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill? Know. He was the guy I, set up I to know. do that. What the heck? I don't know. Dang it. Because I would watch him and I go, God, you just put him in space and he's gone. And then he's in space now. He's gone. <laughs> Because nobody picked him up. But I thought Tavon Austin was going to be one of those fast West Welkers where it's just like, I'm going to have 100 catches, but I'm going to make you pay with like 10 or 15 of these. All right, so the Dolphins quarterback. And it was a big deal to me because I remember watching one full game because I thought he had a lot of, lot of talent. He was fun to watch. I was playing the West Coast late night. Knowing you. Not late night. <laughs> Their games would probably be noonish. Like they were always an early game. He plays, all right, Big 12. He plays in a state 
where there's another football team in the state? Iowa? No. Texas Tech? No. Kansas? Well, that's the state. Kansas State? Kansas State? Yes, 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 Mark. Michael Bishop. Michael Bishop. Michael Bishop. Close. Good guess. From Kansas State. I'll even give you the school and you don't even know who it is. Like it out. Skylar Thompson. Yes. Skylar Thompson. He made the Dolphins roster. This is the only show today that is applauding Skylar Thompson. Even shows in, you know, Kansas State. That sounds like I'm making, instead of Manhattan, Kansas. All right, Skylar. Yeah. Skylar Thompson. Yes, there's some other cuts like the Patriots cut Malcolm Butler. So we never get the story. Uh, Patriots also cut two tight ends that they drafted both in the third round two years ago. Mm. Third round tight ends, two of them gone in two years. By the way, this program brought to you by Discover. You can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Yes. The Velro wallets are available at danpatrick.com. Others may call it Velcro. We sell, we call it Velro because, well, Mario misspelled it, so I think we might have left it up there. Bunch of new hats. Got some great college football T-shirts as well. The candles, I think, are being restocked. We sold out of those. Go to danpatrick.com and have some fun. All righty. Poll question today, Seton O'Connor, is... Uh, well, let's see. You, we could go with one. Would you rather have a long playing career or long coaching career? Well, if I have a long coaching career, that's going to be at least double what a long playing career is going to be. But you can't, you kind of can't do both. So the coaching career is maybe your playing career didn't exactly work out, but you went on the coach for a long time. So well, Kevin good. O'Connell was with the Rams offensive coordinator. He was a uh, backup quarterback in the NFL. He went to San Diego State. Now he's the Vikings head coach. At some point, somebody had to say to him, Kevin, I don't think it's going to work out with you playing. How about why don't you go into coaching? Would that be maybe similar to somebody seeing somebody acting or saying, you know what, maybe how about behind the camera, not in front of the camera? Yeah, Paul. I have Kevin O'Connell's career stats. He was on, I think, four rosters. Okay. But he only got playing time at 2008 with the uh, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Four for six, 23 yards. 66% passer. No interceptions for his career. Do you think he remembers all four completions? Sure. He has to. I would think he would. Do you, think, do you think a guy like him said to himself at maybe 27, I could be a backup for three or four more years, or I could transition to coaching now by choice? I wonder if it was a choice. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? He got touched by Sean McVay, and now all of a sudden, and, and you know, that offense this past year with the Rams, they win a Super Bowl, and he gets a head coaching job. That certainly seems like a pretty good path. Yes, Marvin. When those guys get cut, what do you think is the cutoff age? Instead of maybe 22, you're 27. Like, do I keep going oh. and stay in shape for, you know, trying for, you know, one more shot at the league? I would like to know where I was when I got cut. I don't know if you can ask that. Like, how close was I to making the roster? Because if somebody is honest with you and says, you know what, uh, there are probably five guys ahead of you. 
then you start to have to, I think that's when you start to do a little self-inventory where you go, you know, maybe, maybe I got to think about something else. I tell people in this business who want to get into radio or TV, certainly TV, if you don't have something by the time you're 27 or 28, then it's time to start looking at maybe being somebody behind the camera, a producer, coordinating producer. Yes, yes, Eden. I wonder if it's their agent that kind of tells them that it's not happening anymore. You know, because it, an agent, okay, you're getting cut, but that's all right. We got five teams that are already called yeah. that are interested. Yeah. You know, well, phone's not really ringing. So whatever, random quarter, a bunch of quarterbacks got cut yesterday. They might know that it's, their agent might be telling them, mm, it's a little quiet. But you're told, you're taught, it's ingrained to be a competitor. That you never want to say, all right. And think about these guys who retire. Like Ben Roethlisberger didn't want to retire. He was sort of forced to. Steve Young didn't want to retire. John Elway didn't want to retire. Troy Aikman didn't want to retire. It's sometimes your hand is forced. Yes, Todd. And if you're that close, you would think maybe you would have made the practice squad. That that could have been an indication is that you were just on the cusp of making the team. They didn't completely get rid of you. But think about this with guys who have been on practice squads. If you look at the Packers backup quarterbacks with Brett Favre, at one point, Kurt Warner was there in camp. Matt Hasselbeck was there in camp. And I wonder if they looked around and thought, am I ever going to play? Am I going to be a starting quarterback? And they ended up, Hasselbeck played in a Super Bowl. Kurt Warner, of course, won a Super Bowl and an MVP, Hall of Famer. But at what point, at what position do you go, Maybe this isn't going to work out. I think if you're at other positions, you might have a chance to latch on. Quarterback is really difficult because we make up our minds. If you're a first-round quarterback, a you know a, a, a highly drafted quarterback, they're going to give you more time. At least normally they'll give you a couple extra years because they don't want to admit that they made a mistake there. You know, the Raiders made a mistake on Alex Leatherwood. But if you drafted a quarterback in the top five, top seven – chances are you're going to give him a few more years than you would somebody else. And at that position, we can't wait to bring in the new quarterback. Oh, my gosh, you got to see this guy. And keep in mind, you're going to have a couple of quarterbacks coming in this next year. You know, Alabama and Ohio State, their quarterbacks are going to come in, and then you're going to go, man, we'd love to get him. But that's two more jobs that are lost. Or somebody goes down the depth chart, and then somebody who's the third quarterback or the backup quarterback, they end up losing their jobs. But we'll talk to uh, Kevin O'Connell. You know, for a guy who's been cut, I wonder what it's like when you're a head coach and you have to do that yesterday, cutting down those players. He was on six different teams. So big day for uh, NFL cut-down day. Uh, Sony Michelle got cut. Remember when Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, and you're like, that's a great backfield. But Nick Chubb got banged up. Sony Michelle looked great in the national title game. And, and and Nick Chubb is a better running back. He's more powerful. Sony Michelle, it felt like he was more of a specialized back, but he was really a talented running back. And at that position, you get to be 29, 30, 31, and it's like uh, you start to hear footsteps. And they're not yours. They're somebody else. Uh, what else do we have, Seton? Uh, well, this one's on a different topic, but would you hire John Gruden to coach your team? 
You know what? We'll hold that thought because we'll hear from John Gruden coming up. Phone calls always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Paulie has told me now three times, so I'm going to guess it's really, really, really good. He's got a Dodger stat that he says is unbelievable. 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 Believable, but really shows how great they are this year. Okay. But you've told me this a couple of times today. I've been tracking the Dodgers, how much they win by this year. Oh, the differential? Oh, you know I love differential. Okay, yes. You're differential. <laughs> uh, I watched a lot of the Dodgers and the Mets last night. It's fun. It's good stuff. And uh, Aaron Judge hit his 51st home run. We'll take a break. We're just getting started. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The uh, first year Minnesota Vikings head coach, and of course was with the Rams last year with their Super Bowl run. Coach, good to have you on again. Uh, When do you get your Super Bowl ring? I was actually able to uh, make it back uh, towards the end of the summer right before training camp. Got to uh, go back to L.A. with uh, not only myself, but two or three of our other coaches I brought here with me. We all flew back for the day and uh, it was actually really cool. I mean, uh, you know, that was the first time I've ever been a part of something like that, but an actual ceremony where you just realize how two things, really. You realize how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, Bowl but then keep that team together because there was a lot of players that had moved on, a lot of coaches that had moved on to some different spots. And to get that group together one final time uh, like that. And, and for me, it, I you know, I flew out to Minnesota about 48 hours after the Super Bowl game, so I hadn't really seen anybody post-game outside of a couple players and Matthew and Cooper and and, and obviously Sean. So it was great to see everybody. Uh, the ring is unbelievable. Um, don't really know what I'll do with it ever other than just <laughs> lock it away and, and hopefully, you know, not lose it. Um, how many times were you cut during your career? You played for, what, six teams? Uh, I played for, so let's go through it. So I was drafted by New England, um, played there for a season. My second training camp there towards the end, I got let go. Uh, Thought I was going to get reunited with Josh McDaniels. He had taken the uh, Bronco job that year, but I was not, unfortunately. I I did go to the Detroit Lions, who had the priority claim uh, that year, uh, and then got traded a day later to the Jets, where I was there for three years. Um, Had a stint in Miami in training camp. Um, had a stint with the Chargers to finish up. So all those times, Dan, um, unfortunately, I was sitting in the head coach's office getting cut, uh, you know, so probably about four, five, six times total um, at different times. And, and uh, you know, heard heard a familiar familiar story most of the times, but uh, it was uh, it was all part of the journey to probably lead me. And I say lead me, probably shove me more so into the coaching profession. Yeah, because at some point you have to say, I'm not going to make it as a quarterback in the NFL. Now, do you say it or is it told to you that, you know what, maybe you need to start thinking about another line of uh, work? Depends who you talk to, uh, because <laughs> early on, early on, it was, you know, here's what you need to do to improve. Um, you know, for me, I always just felt like I. I knew where to go with the football, but I just wasn't naturally accurate enough to, you know, play at the elite level that you have to throw the ball with in, in this league. But uh, as I as I kind of moved forward, it was I don't know whether it was Rex Ryan's 
uh, just brutal honesty sometimes. But uh, there was a couple times where he said, you know, you're going to make a heck of a coach one day, but you sure don't make a very good quarterback. So, <laughs> so I, uh, and, and, and he didn't always say it that uh, politically correct, but I, 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 I'll tell you this much. I, some of the greatest coaches I've been around, um, I was lucky because they didn't miss out on a chance to tell me, hey, have you ever thought about coaching? You ever thought about, uh, you know, that, that being kind of your, uh, you know, your life's work. A lot of people, Rex included, Mike Pettin, who's here as our assistant head coach here, was the D coordinator when I was with the Jets. I spent a lot of time with those guys on that side of the ball. Um, they, had their, they had their own way of saying it, that's for sure. But uh, um, I'm very thankful they did because they planted the seed and then, and then ultimately – you know, I didn't miss a chance throughout from my rookie year on. Maybe I should have been worrying more about throwing the ball instead of just thinking all the time. But um, I didn't miss a chance to be absorbing things that I really do feel like helped me to this very day. Four career completions. I think, uh, is it four or six? I think you were four for six. That sounds right. Uh, see, I'm, I didn't worry too much about whether it got completed. I just <laughs> threw it six times. I know that. <laughs> uh, do you remember all four completions? I think I do. I think I do. Um, I know for sure the Miami game, uh, that was the famous, uh, you know, Wildcat game with Ricky Williams and uh, Ronnie Brown, if you remember, in Foxborough. Got to play a good chunk of that second half, and then I played a little later on in that year. It was about 15 degrees versus uh, the Arizona Cardinals. They eventually went to the Super Bowl that year, but they didn't have much desire to be playing in late December in Foxborough in a snowstorm. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that. How would you sum? Do you have an idea how good your team is right now? You know, I, I do. I, I think we, you know, I feel really good about where we're at. I feel really good about how things have kind of come together. Would you tell me if you didn't feel good right now about your team? I, w- I would not. Dan, <laughs> uh, but, but I can, you know, I'm going to be honest with you today. And I can, okay. and, and I can honestly tell you, I, I feel very good about where we're at. Uh, schematically, you know, putting in the systems we put in really in offense and defense and special teams. And then really kind of the, the, the roster that we inherited here with some great veteran leadership, obviously some, some young, talented players. And then I think Quasey and his staff and, and our coaching staff combined have, have done a nice job adding some real integral parts of, of really our, our team that will give us some depth, but also uh, guys that will play very significant roles for us. I thought you were going to go into broadcasting. I, I, I thought that's what you wanted to do, that if this didn't work out. Were you close to going into broadcasting as opposed to coaching? Uh, I was. I was. I actually I, I got a chance to do it, you know, you know, not significantly, but I got a chance to broadcast some games, got a chance to do some studio shows and things like that. Um, and I really enjoyed it because I thought it was a, a way to stay around the game and, and, you know, I could watch tape and come up with ways I thought teams would win the game and advantages they had and, and then be able to kind of talk about those, you know, if possible. And, 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 and really what happened, Dan, is uh, when I first got done playing, you know, my wife, she's turned into an unbelievable coach's wife. I mean, we've got our fourth kid on the way uh, due this year, and, and, and I don't know how she does it some days. Um, but it was really just a family decision at first um, where I just thought, Hey, you know what? We've been traveling around a lot. Uh, You were always with me every step of the way when I was going from city to city as a player. Uh, Why don't we just hit the pause button for a second? I'll try to, you know, make this career work. And I enjoyed it, but ultimately there was always just something missing for me 
um, as far as, you know, just being truly in it, being in it on a day-to-day basis, being around the players, being around coaches, um, that when I got the opportunity to coach quarterbacks in 2015, um, I jumped at it and really haven't looked back since. Did you schedule the childbirth around the football season? We did not. Um, we did not at all. We uh, we actually just uh, enjoyed the Super Bowl and the, and the Super Bowl after party. And, and, uh, Wait, is it a really, Super Bowl baby? I can't confirm or deny that, man. I really can't. But, uh, but, uh, but no, we... Uh, if you, you know, name we, it uh, Cooper or Stafford, Stafford O'Connell. How do you think that sounds? I like Cooper O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> or Cup yeah. O'Connell, Cup O'Connell. There you go, there you go. Well, uh, we do know it's going to be a girl, so working oh. that in might be a little bit more difficult. Okay, so. all right. But yeah, I'll let you. You got to get back to me on that because I know you and the fellas can probably give us some good, some good thoughts there. Uh, I got you guys making the playoffs, so don't screw it up because I've I've done the hard work to predict this. Now you guys got to go out there and you know shouldn't be asking much. I mean, you know, Packers, no big deal. You don't have to worry about the Bears or the Lions, so just the Packers. That's not a big deal. I can get 10 wins out of you guys, right? I'll tell you what. I think, our, I think obviously, led by the Packers, I think our division's going to be, you know, a, a really, really strong division because I got a lot of respect for Dan Campbell and, and that coaching staff, and they've clearly, you know, improved their roster. And, and obviously, Brad Holmes, I was with, their general manager, I was with him in Los Angeles. I know he, they know how to build, you know, a tough, you know, football team they've added a lot of talent you know around the skill positions around Jared and obviously my background with Jared and then you know obviously uh you know coach Eberflus there in Chicago with with a, a good young quarterback I mean our division kind of where it's at right now and obviously the Green Bay has been the standard um we've got a lot of work to do in the division we get three home games in the division and are in our first six games so um, a lot of work to be done early uh, and and we're, we're, we're looking to try to come out of the gates as fast as possible. You're saying all the right things, Coach Speak. You are. Oh, come you, on. You got it. You got it down there. You know, you look good in purple, by the way, too. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Hey, yeah. stay in touch. Good luck. And uh, thank you for joining us, Kev. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dan. That's thank it. You Kevin O'Connor, thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Brady Quinn joins us now, the Fox uh, Sports College Football Analyst. Uh, what do you remember about Will Farrell on the sidelines when USC played Notre Dame? Well, I remember it pretty vividly. Um, this this guy behind our bench who kept yelling, Hey, 10, 10, your pants are too high. Your, your pants are too high. And I remember like kind of turning slightly in my back at the time Tabby goes, dude, Will Ferrell's yelling at you. I was like, who? I was like, Will Ferrell, the actor? I turned back and showed up, your pants are too high. And then I stood up and I thought, man, my pants are kind of high right now. Maybe out a little bit. I mean, I've always had longer legs and short torso, but I really never became self-conscious about it until Will Ferrell pointed it out. So as, as like great as Matt and Reggie were, I think part of the tough part about going to the Coliseum was dealing with Will Ferrell heckling you <laughs> and not being starstruck by it. Did you say anything to him? No, what are you going to say to Will Ferrell? I mean, it's not like you're going to have a better whit than he's going to have. <laughs> and we were getting our ass kicked at the time, so I was a little more uh, kind of conscious of that. I think I had separated my shoulder that game, um, and I'm pretty sure, we like, Tyron Willingham, that was in the Coliseum my sophomore year, so 04. 
And I was pretty sure it, like he was going to get fired after the game. So I had a lot more going on inside my mind than trying to talk trash back and forth with Will Ferrell. Have you crossed paths with Will since then? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Would you like to go to Dublin with us when Notre Dame plays Navy and you could join myself, the Dan Ensign, Will Ferrell? It would be the trip of a lifetime. I'd be incredibly honored. Uh, I do have some requests, though. Um, for starters, I think Guinness is involved in this, so I would have to, you know, be a part of that somehow. I love Guinness; it does okay. things different over there. Okay, so that'd be part of this, and I would have to be strategically positioned behind Will, so I can absolutely wear out both ears throughout the course of I the like game. That. I like as that. Notre Dame stomps out Navy in that matchup. Would you wear high pants, though? I probably would upon arrival, okay. and then after, or, or I go the opposite. Maybe well, I don't wear any pants. Well, and see, see if he notices. Well, he you know, he'll, he can't he'll, be too high if you don't wear any. Dan, he'll challenge you since we saw him in old school. He has no problems taking off his pants. That is true. That is true. I, yeah, you're not. There's there's no point of really challenging Will Ferrell. So I, I think maybe on the way in, you wear him high, see if he says anything, and maybe he's like, "Oh, I remember that guy. He's he's the high pants guy. Like I remember that guy." Brady and uh, Fox's Big Noon kickoff crew will be in West Lafayette and at uh, Penn State-Purdue Thursday night. Coverage starts at 7 Eastern. While I have you, Notre Dame, Ohio State. And I don't know if your reaction was the same as your head coach when you saw that Ohio State is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite against Notre Dame. Yes, it opened at 13, I think. So that number has climbed. Um, I will ask everyone out there, hey, do you guys happen to remember? I know you've got a lot of help there in studio, Dan. What was Oregon last year as an underdog going into Columbus uh, early in the season? You guys had 14 and a half, that kind of mm. like ringing in my ear. Does Let's that sound about right, guys? Paulie will look for that. Yeah. Um, I was there for that game, though. We were in Columbus, and I think it was as surprising as, as anyone watching Oregon run the football down Ohio State's throat. What do you have, Paul? Um, Oregon at uh, kickoff was getting 11 points. Okay. Yeah. It was surprising to see Oregon play Big Ten football in Columbus. Yeah, and and I think, you know, people can say, well, that was early in C.J. Stroud's career. He threw for over 400 yards in that game. Passing attack wasn't an issue. Um, They fly out, got beat. They were out-schemed defensively. Uh, They didn't make adjustments. And I think you could look through the course of the season last year and go look at the Michigan game. Michigan ran for, what, almost 300 yards yeah. in that loss in Ann Arbor. You go look at the Rose Bowl versus Utah. Utah rushed for over 200 yards against them. So that's why they brought in Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator, who, by the way, that scheme didn't hold up too well versus Notre Dame in the bowl game. So it's a bit surprising only because I think there's some question marks about Ohio State more so than people want to recognize. And um, Notre Dame's got an NFL offensive line, bottom line. They probably could be the more physical of the of the two, and that's what I I, I expect to happen. It's try to tr- control the game with the rushing attack. You know, look clearly on defense. You got your hands full with Jackson Smith and Jigba, C.J. Stroud, the wide receiver group. But if you can limit their big plays, shorten the game. You know, limit Ohio State to 10, 11 possessions, and and play good red zone defense. And you know, by eliminating some of those big plays, you know, you're going to be right there and hanging in that game with a shot to win. If you ran. Nebraska. Let's say you're Trev Alberts. You're the athletic director at Nebraska. At what point do you think, and I still think there's high hopes for Nebraska, all those transfers, so maybe you know they figure this out. But if they don't, at what point could you see them or would you make a change at the head coaching position? 
You know, it's an interesting question. And we, we talked about this this morning on Fox Sports Radio. And one of the things I kind of posed was if the transfer portal existed when Scott Frost first took over, how fast would he be able to change over the roster to what he was looking for? Because you really couldn't for the first couple of years, few years he was there. And I think part of that is, he, he, you know, he's got equity within the university because of the, what he did as a player, but not so much what he's done as a coach. And that's why he's kind of on that leash right now with, you know, all the staff changes he made offensively coming into the year. And now Mark Whipple, you know, turning over, taking over. You find yourself in a position where if he could turn it over faster, would they, would we be talking about Nebraska a little bit different? I mean, you know, Palmer, for example, the other transfer wide receiver, both had big games. They were a big part of the game plan. Offensively, Casey Thompson looked phenomenal in the first half. Um, all those things you're looking for, some of those transfers to help kind of create that change, they're there. It's just going to take time. Um, it's tough. You know, I, I hate, you know, first off, I love Scott Frost. You know, I think anyone who sat down with him, talked to him about ball, um, you like his demeanor, you understand where he's coming from. I just think that job's a lot harder than people realize coming into it. You know, very similar to Jim Harbaugh taking over Michigan. I think people act like he was taking over the job from Lloyd Carr. That wasn't the case. You had been through a number of head coaches to get that thing to transition to compete with Ohio State. Scott Frost is doing the same thing. You know, this isn't the 90s Nebraska team that we, that we recall seeing. Um, and so it's going to take a while to get not only through the portal, but I think recruiting and everything else the way they need it to be. And honestly, probably moving on from some of the guys he was close to on his staff might have been the best thing for him. Um, so now they can all kind of hold each other accountable, even though his post-game press conference uh, comments might have made some waves. We threw this name out. Urban Meyer. Back in the Big Ten, would he be welcomed back to coaching back in college? I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't talked to enough athletic directors or people in the know about that. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's been the most successful head coaches in college football history. You know, winning three national championships, doing, you know, in, in two different eras, BCS and the college football playoff and in two different conferences. You know, I think that's one thing that kind of stands out when you compare what he was able to accomplish as a college football head coach compared to some of the other greats is when you can do it in different conferences, like understand what it takes to win the Big Ten, understand what it takes to win the SEC and to win a national championship at that, at that point. It's, it, it's, it's completely different. And so, um, you know, could he go back and, and kind of bring that back to Nebraska? I, I don't know. Okay, more I mean, likely to go back into coaching, John Gruden or Urban Meyer? Oh, geez. Um, let's see. How old is Gruden? 59? He's a year older than Urban. Yeah, this is, I was going to say. I mean, they're both pretty young. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they – who knows if they both – I mean, obviously John Gruden wants to. He's yeah. been public about that. Yeah. I think it more depends upon – what you know if you want to if you want to be the team in the university to provide them that second chance right like that's what it's more about who's going to put their their name and reputation on the line to provide him a second chance to go do it um and that really probably stands for both but there also has to be a desire to do it you know i i don't i don't know that coach meyer wants to i'd have to you know yeah. talk about that and have that conversation uh, i haven't had that conversation with him this year uh before i let you go you're off the board super bowl pick so we're looking for value here Oh gosh, nothing obvious. Um, well, that's that's the hard thing. Like, like what's the Bengals, the, you guys. Well, the Bengals yeah. were not obvious. Yeah, well, I, I got a lot of flack for throwing the Jets uh, under the bus earlier this this uh, this spring and summer. I, I should just say the Jets, and so everyone's gonna be so confused. Yeah, but you don't believe that. Oh, 100 I don't. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, can I say the entire AFC West? Like, I would say right now, 
do like a parlay, bet them all together. I don't know how that would work Ooh. out, but but whoever's going to represent the AFC. Okay, so you box the AFC West. West. Correct. And if okay, so I don't know if you can do that. Oh, you could do that, Dan. You could do pretty much anything these days. <laughs> well, uh, I'll let you know about going to Dublin next year at this time. Please do. I, I would. I would love the opportunity. I'm very honored to uh, receive the invitation. Sure. And, and uh, uh, how much time to get back to my homeland? And any, anything to get back? Uh, for a second, I thought you were talking about Dublin, Ohio, where I'm from. <laughs> but then I realized I was talking about Dublin, Ireland. That makes sense. Do you yeah. have an accent? Because we're demanding that everybody who goes has to be able to say, you know, have have some kind of accent there. Uh, when I get drunk, yes. Oh, so, okay, <laughs> great. It, it comes out. It naturally comes out. All right, like my grandpappy. All right. Uh, yeah, because Patty Fitzgerald just brought, you know, Northwestern back there. So you know, we had him oh, on yesterday. We had down our here, yeah. All right, I like it. It takes, it takes a few beers. We can though. work. We can wait. There'll, there'll be a few of those. Uh, thank you, Brady, and uh, have fun in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana. Will do. Thanks thank you, buddy. Me. That's Brady Quinn. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.